Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, God, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts and that we will grow thereby. We thank you and honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are into a brand new series, um, one that um, I think will be most beneficial to the folks that listen. Um, if you listen, I believe this series will be most beneficial. Now, when I say listen, I do not imply that you just hear the words I'm saying, but that you take in what God has for you in this series for you to help you to grow. Again, this is our brand new series. This series is entitled The Fruit of the Spirit. Um, as we were preparing for this, um, Yolanda was looking for some things that would show up. Uh, what, what you call them things, babe, that you put online? No, no the other thing, the, the, the square things. Um, posts, yeah, posts. Thank y'all. Yolanda number one and Yolanda number two. Post. Post. And it was funny because she said, babe, I thought it was the fruit of the spirit. I said, well, a lot of folks from the south, because they put an S on everything. That's why it says for some things it's the fruits of the spirit. But I want to start this off by saying that this is not a variety, but this is only one fruit. And that's why I wanted us to start off this new year talking about the fruit of the Spirit. My opening thought for today is this. Mature Christians must do the hard work of continual growth in the fruit of the Spirit. Mature Christians must do the hard work of continual growth in the fruit of the Spirit. Notice there was no S. As we look at this, we can see that this is a singular object based upon a root system, which we will discuss in a moment. As we were beginning to look at this, the first episode that we're going to uh, uh, walk into, the Subtopic of this is called the imperfect path. The imperfect path. Our definitions for today are as follows. Fruit means production or that which is produced. Fruit is production or that which is produced. The spirit that we're talking about is the third person in the Trinity. Some of y'all might have been thinking of some other kind of spirits, but no. We're talking about the third person of the Trinity. Imperfect means not finished or not complete. And then our final one is path, which is a course of life. Course of life. We're going to tie all this together for you in a moment. Our Bible readings are coming from Galatians, Ecclesiastes, and Romans. In Galatians, which is going to be our foundational scripture, it says this. Galatians, the fifth chapter, the 22nd through the 23rd verse. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. 
Against such things there is no law. Ecclesiastes 7 and 20 says this. It says, surely there's not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. I, I want to hit y'all with that one one more time. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, Surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. And that makes us have to go to Romans, the third chapter, starting at the 21st verse. It says this, But now the righteousness of God has been manifest apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. May it fall upon the good soul of our heart that we will grow thereby. Now let's, ooh, right, now let's, Look at this. Let's look at this as a time of reflection, introspection, and finger pointing. So we want to look at other folks and see how they are deficient in this so that we can have something to talk about them about. Y'all know I'm kidding on that, but so that's what a lot of people do. They'll say, well, this is what this person is this deficient in. This is, but that's not what we're talking about. All this, this, this month is talking about the man or woman in the mirror. So when we look at Galatians, the fifth chapter, or Galatians in its entirety, we see that Galatians, when he's writing to the people of Galatia, he is trying to get them to understand how to get the gospel right. How do we get the good news of Jesus Christ? Him dying and him raising again and now being seated at the right hand of the Father. How do we get that right? Because there's a lot of people that were, 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 were in that area of Galatia and they had the Romans, the Greeks, and, and the Jewish people. And so the, the, the Galatians were actually people that were saved from this cultural paganism. And Paul is attempting to help Different cultures get along by refuting the Judaizers that said that if you didn't do it the way the law said to do it, then you're not saved. And you know, some, okay. And explaining subjects such as justification by faith, because some people believe that you got to do something in order to be faithful. But faithfulness is not by an action. Faithfulness is a result of a cause. Why? What is the cause? The cause is that Jesus died for your sins. And because now that you believe that he died for your sins, you have faith in his actions. So in chapter 5, he's using the imagery of bearing specific kinds of fruit as evidence of a life devoted to following Jesus. So as we look at what Paul is trying to or, or is maneuvering us to, is trying to reveal and to show to us, it is the fact that we are a, uh, a fruit tree. 
And because we are a fruit tree, that means that we should have results of fruit that come forth. Now, do you know how a, a tree comes about its fruit? It comes about by the root of whatever has been planted. So if we continue down that path, then whatever kind of fruit, whatever kind of production that we are putting out, we are putting it out based upon our root system. So if our root system is based upon the world and how the world conducts itself, then of course we are going to provide fruit that is of the world. You know, like getting back at people, you know, like revenge, you know, like bitterness, you know, like get them before they get you, you know, those, those type of systems, you know, that's the kind of fruit or production that you produce because you are tied into the root system of the world, which is tied on to taking care of myself before I need to take care of you, making sure that I got all I need before I even think of helping you to get what you need. You know, the world root system, the world root system that tells you that I got to cut your ladder down and watch you fall over so I can make sure that I proceed myself. And then if I can grab your foot, I'll snatch you off that ladder so I can continue on. You know, the fruits, you know, the world fruit, uh, root systems. We're talking about the, the, the root system whereby if we're running this race that I trip you because I got to finish first and make sure that you don't finish at all. You know, the world root system. That is only focused on self and only focused on me and only, I don't care about nobody else but me. And as we are operating in that root system, we find out that there are people that are disenfranchised, people that are unsatisfied, they have all the money but they don't have satisfaction. It's, it becomes this system that is self-destructive. But Paul is saying in all of this, we got to be established in the Spirit of God. Why? Because the spirit is actually totally opposite of the world system. We can see that and we can reflect that in the fact that if you want to be the leader in the kingdom of heaven, you got to be the servant of all. See, that don't make sense to the earth system. The earth system said, if you want to be in charge, you take charge and you make people do what you want them to do. The kingdom system says, if you want to be the head, that you have to be the servant of all. You have to change your mind. You have to change your ability to focus on yourself and begin to put others a little bit higher than yourself and help others to achieve and, and in helping the others to achieve that God elevates you in due time. And it may not even be connected, but God has a way of working it out to make his word true. Amen. Yes, he does. 
Now the funny thing about this is, is there's a lot of folks that try to, to try to make you think that they are an apple tree, but when you get close to them, they smell like a lemon tree. They look like a lemon tree. And when you taste them, they sour like a lemon tree. But even as you go through all that, guess what? They'll still tell you they're an apple tree. Why? Because they have been in their own mind that my root system does not tell me what my fruit is going to be. Y'all catch that tomorrow when y'all talk to somebody that's done a trans situation. That, that I, I, my, my root system may be male, but I'm going to tell you that I'm not male. I'm one of the 52 different versions of whatever sex that they want to be. Why? Because their mind is mixed up and they don't understand that once your root system is established, then that is what you'll be. Don't email me on that one, please. And so as we go forth and we look at this, we, we can see that Paul is saying, if you want to be an example of the kingdom of heaven, then this is what you got to do. You got to be plugged in to the spirit of God. Now, if you try to do it within yourself, guess what happens? You find out that you're a lemon tree instead of an apple tree. If you do it yourself, you find out that you sour instead of tasting good like a honey crisp. If you've been to a honey crisp, you know what I'm talking about. But we have come up into a point whereby we believe that we are what we are not. Because the world says if you want to be a Christian, this is how you should be. And this is how you should look. And this is how you should smell. And this is what you should wear. Oh, wait a minute. No, this is what you shouldn't wear. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, this is what you should wear, but you should only wear this amount of this. Or you shouldn't even do it. It becomes this. The, the, the fruit is so jacked up, it doesn't even know that it's fruit. It thinks it's a vegetable. Because it is so confusing. But when you're locked into the spirit of God, because the spirit of God is connected to truth. And when truth starts coming out, you become the tree that God has designed for you to be. The problem that we have in all this is that we talked about earlier. Some of us think we're righteous and we no longer sin. Some of us think that we we just sitting right there next to Jesus up in heaven and we just we can tell you how to live your life. But let me tell you, unless you are connected to the spirit of God, your fruit is going to be unproductive. Well, it's going to be productive, but it's not going to bring about the desired result that God wants for you to bring about. Romans 3.23 says that we have all sinned and we have all come short of the glory of God. Another version says of God's glorious standard. We have all sinned and come short of God's glorious standard. And what happens is, is that we don't think that our root system needs any adjustment because we just are right the way we are. And because we are right just the way we are, 
We is just a good old lemon tree. I mean, I, I, well, I don't know what kind of tree I am. But I, 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 I want to tell you I'm an apple tree, but I can't really say it because apples ain't yellow like this yellow. Apples is not shaped like footballs like I'm shaped like a football. So my, 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 my production on the result of my root system does not look like or perform into the image of God. If we realize it, that if we are plugged into the root system of the spirit, then we don't have to go around and try to figure out if I am showing the fruit of the spirit. Because whatever you're plugged into, that's what is going to grow and produce from the tree. But now every once in a while, we are required by the law of gardening and horticulture, we are required to go around and make sure that our tree is in good working order. Jesus said that one time that there was a, a, a tree that was not producing, so the owners told the, uh, the husband man, the man that does the gardening, the gardener is what we would call him today, he said, go ahead and cut that tree down. And he said, sir, give me one year to work with the tree. And he went and he worked around the tree and he did everything to make sure that the tree was healthy, put everything in position to make it healthy. And the next thing we know, the tree produced. So sometimes we have to ourselves evaluate how close am I to God? Not in how I speak, not in how I look, not in how I act, but in the closed doors, behind the doors, when nobody else is looking, when character is being announced, how is God calling out your character? You know one of the most revealing things that God can do for you is tell you that you are in sin. When we talk to God, we just want God to tell us all the good stuff. Okay, you know what? I ain't gonna do that to y'all. When I, when I, when I, you know, when I talk to God, I want Him to just say, "Son, you're doing a good job. We, we want, we, you know, you're doing wonderful." I know, I know, y'all don't have to go through that. Y'all good all the time. But sometimes I have to go in there and I gotta go sit on the stool because I done said or I have done or I have imagined some things that are not godly, and God has to say, "Son, I gotta call you on that." Why? Because we have all sinned and we have all come short of God's glorious standard. So the thing that we run into is this. That some believe that the fruit of the spirit is all about your feelings. It's all about how you feel. It's, and, and so some folks will go in and say, well, I feel love. I feel joy. I feel peace. And, you know, and they'll say, I feel patience. I feel kindness. I feel goodness. I feel faithfulness. I feel gentleness. And I have self-control. And then one of the kids run across the room and they start cussing and throwing stuff at them. Yeah, okay. Not y'all. I know it's not none of y'all because y'all y'all write all the time. But there is, we got to get past 
feelings and look at who we really are. What are we founded on? What are we standing on? That is what the fruit of the Spirit is. The fruit of the Spirit is allowing the Spirit of God to be revealed in our lives to those that we interact with. You can dice it, you can slice it, you can chop it, but in the end it's still the apple. You can fricassee it, you can fry, uh, bake it, whatever you do, it's still the apple. And that's what we want to be. No matter what we want to go through, we want the spirit of God that's in us to reflect. Oh, okay, this, I did say spirit of God. The spirit of God that's in us to reflect the spirit of God that's within us. Y'all catch that tomorrow morning. Because what we sometimes do, the spirit of God is trying to manifest something in us, but we tell it, you go sit down because I'm going to tell them about themselves. Hope, Holy Ghost, let me tell them. Stop. We ain't going to be no peace right now because I'm, 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 I'm fireball mad and we finna deal with this right now. This is the fourth time this person did this to me. I ain't got no patience for it. Let me go ahead and deal with them in my way. We sometimes want to... We, we say we always want the Spirit of God to operate in us, to produce the fruit of the Spirit. However, what we also do is we stop listening to what the Spirit is telling us to do. We some of the weirdest trees if you think about that. The root system sends the nourishment that we need and we reject the nourishment, which then causes us to do what? To become a lemon tree. And then people don't want to be around you. I'm a good Christian. I don't know why no one want to be around me. We should do a tape recording of your day and see how it matches up with the fruit of the spirit. And we'll see what's going on. I think one of the biggest uh, issues that our generation has today. Those that are living today. Of all the fruit. That is mentioned, all the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit, the result of the Spirit. The biggest issue that we have today is allowing the Spirit of God to teach us self-control. Self-control. Control yourself. No, I got to control everybody else. I got to make everybody else conform to how I want them to be. Y'all catch that one tomorrow. Boy, y'all gonna have a very big tomorrow, ain't y'all? Because there's a lot. You, 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 as you're walking through this and we're realizing that it's not me, but it's the spirit that's working in me that's causing me to conform to the image of Jesus Christ, which is producing these characteristics of love, of joy, of peace, of patience, of kindness, of goodness, of faithfulness, of genuineness, of self-control. It's not me per se. It's me allowing God to direct me on how to act in the situations. We sit around and we say, well, I got love. And then somebody come up and ask you for, or somebody comes around that you don't really get along with, and you treat them as bad as you think they are going to treat you. Because you got to get to them before they get 
to you. There are books, there are novels even written about the fruit of the Spirit. And each chapter says this is how joy should look. This is how peace should look. This is how love should look. This is how your patience should look. This is how your See, it's not about the look. It's about the conviction of your heart. Because I can put up the facade that I love you. But if you cut me open spiritually, you can see that I'm trying to set up a trap for you. And then trying to destroy you or trying to do something to you. I can look like I'm joyful, but my heart is full of anger and bitterness because of something that's happened to me. And I have not allowed the joy of the Lord, which is my strength, to manifest to help me to remove the bitterness that's in my life. Some of us say that we're patient. But we have to realize that James says it like this. He says that trying of your faith worketh patience. Now, if I was to modernize that to some southern vernacular that I have heard people say, the trying of getting on your last nerve makes you patient. Y'all know that. I don't know how many nerves you got, but a lot of folks know where their last nerve is. <laughs> and if we look at trying to get out of how we physically manifest this, and we look at how I'm allowing the Spirit of God to work through me to manifest this to the people, I'm not trying to produce it. It's coming out of me because that's what's in me. Y'all might catch that one next Sunday. But the, the, the thing is, we're trying to put on this show and we're doing this dance and we're doing all these things and everybody know that that ain't you. Why? Because your words are betraying you. Your actions are actually betraying you because you may say this in front of everybody you think is prominent, but when you get it behind the people that ain't so prominent, you're acting just like them and you're not showing the fruit of the spirit. What? The fruit of the spirit is the result of the spirit in your life. That's all it is. The fruit of the spirit is the result of the spirit in your life. The person in the back row just waved at me. The fruit of the spirit is the result of the spirit in your life. If you got little fruit, guess what? You got little spirit. You ain't got no fruit. You ain't got no spirit. Oh, man, oh, man. Y'all must have went to the same service I went to. But anyway, we are walking through this. And the one thing I want to end with, the note that I want to end in is that you cannot do this in yourself. If you could do this all yourself, you know how big your head would be? We, we had to readjust the size of doors because Christians couldn't get in buildings. That they could do this themselves. Why? Because operating under the, the guise of the leading of the spirit to manifest the spirit to others from you requires you to submit your will to the will of the Father. I don't know, I don't know how many of y'all have, but 
I know there's some people that when people say something to you, you want to take care of. And I don't mean in a helpful way. You want to you go ahead and tell them about themselves. And some of us are a little bit more violent. We want to put hands on them. We want to, but that's not how the spirit operates. A lot of times folks try to use the, the, the saying when Jesus says, if someone strikes you on the cheek, then you should turn the other cheek. What he's saying is, you do not allow a person to cause you to get out of the character of who God made you to be. Boy, you slap me. And you be like, boy, I must. And then guess what happened? Somebody come and slap you. And then you trying to be Jesus. You just talking about Jesus. And then you all in conflict in your head because you like, man, I want to hit them back so bad. But the Lord said, turn the other cheek. It's, it's not so much about the action. It's about the attitude that you have when things occur. Is your attitude about representing the kingdom of heaven or is there an attitude about taking care of myself and look how I look to others? That's next Sunday also. Now, finally, this is, this is, this is my second final thing. I think I'm going to do three finals today. My second final thing is, if we think about it, a farmer that's planting apple tree, uh, planting an apple orchard, orchard, does not just go out there and take an apple, cut it open, and throw the seeds out there. He has a plan on how he's going to plant that orchard. Why? Because he knows how much room they need. He knows how deep they need to go. He knows everything that they need. And if we listen to the Spirit of God, he knows everything you need. Everything you need. You're wondering why you're feeling all cramped and stuff? Because you wouldn't plant it yourself in a spot that he didn't tell you to. He told you to go a couple more steps over. But no, this looked good to you, so you did like Lot. I'm going to go over there to where it looked good. And that was Sodom and Gomorrah. I ain't talking about you look straight ahead. Just look straight ahead. Because sometimes what looks right ain't right. Because that's not where the spirit wants you to go. The spirit will say, go to this crusty, musty spot. And you like, this show stank and look ugly. Well, I, how am I going to flourish here? And we don't realize that that's the area that has not been tainted by anything else. And that's where all the nutrients are. That's where everything is that he needs to help you grow. Remember, you can't grow without resistance. Amen. So he's going to put you in a situation where it's going to cause you to have to listen to the spirit and be loving. It's going to cause you to have to listen to the spirit and be joyful. It's going to cause you to have to listen to the spirit and exude these things that cause people to say, wow, they're really different. I want what they have. And so what we will do is we have to lock ourselves into the root system that has already been created called the Holy Spirit. And once we're locked into that, we don't allow no one else to graft anything in because what a grafting is the process of using the nutrients from one tree to grow either another limb or to start the uh, germination process of another uh, plant. Like you can take almost any kind of plant, cut a specific notch in a tree, plug it in, and you can start, you could actually start an orange tree growing from an apple tree. 
but it will be as it starts taking the nutrients from the apple tree, you know that it's going to then uh, deplete the amount of nourishment that the apples are going to have. But it gets to a point and they'll take that grafted piece off and begin to plant it someplace else. And that's why he, the, the Bible says that we, the Gentiles, are engrafted into the children of Israel. Why? Because God wanted to graft us into the specific root. He wanted us to get the nourishment from the specific root so that we could grow and understand what it is to be a child of the kingdom of heaven. My third close today is this. We can never allow ourselves to think that we have achieved as long as we are in these bodies. We have all come short. We have all fallen short. And it, it just really gets to me when we get on somebody for their shortcomings but never exalt them for what they're doing well. I've, I've heard plenty of stories of young men and young women that have gone to their parent and they get all A's and have one B and the only thing that gets emphasized is the deficiency of not getting an A, not, never of getting all the A's. One B instead of getting all the A's. We've all come up short. All of us have come up short. And we have to realize that because of that, that we should be showing grace and mercy one to another. Wait a minute, that sounds like a fruit of the Spirit. Oh, my goodness. So then that means we'll be working the fruit of the Spirit. Because the fruit is the result or the production that comes out of the Spirit. When we started off, I had an opening thought, which was, Mature Christians must do the hard work of continual growth in the fruit of the Spirit. And this makes me run into this final thought, which is, as God's plantings, we are to be righteous, bearing fruit to bless the world and point others to him. If you've been planted by God, we are to be righteous, which means to be in right standing with God. And we should be bearing fruit, bearing results, producing characteristics to bless the world and point others to God himself. Amen? Amen. Now, you can't get involved with the root system unless you have the root system established in your life. And in order to get the root system established in your life, you have to have a relationship with Jesus because Jesus is the way to the Father, which is in heaven. And the process is not a hard process. The Bible says it like this. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified, and with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
So if you call on him, he will answer and show you great and mighty things, which is the redemption of your soul because we have all sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. And because of this, he can place, bring us into eternal life. Now, I want to tell you this. This is not an individual event. After this decision is made, you're not by yourself. This is a team sport. And we want to come alongside you and assist you along this journey. No matter where you are in the world, we want to be there with you and for you. You can contact us at info at godshousecc.com. Or you can text us at 864-920-0100. We'll come alongside you and assist you along your journey. Well, friends and family, that's episode number one, The Imperfect Path. These old bodies of sin just don't want to follow it, but we can do it with the help of the Spirit of God which also is the source of the fruit that it is referring to. I don't want you going home today and sitting up there and putting a little list on the wall talking about, okay, I show love, I show joy, I show uh, peace, I show patience, I show kindness, I show goodness, I show faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. Submit yourself to the Spirit of God. And it does not become something that you manifest out of your effort. It becomes a part of who you are as you deal with people. Amen. It's not an on-off switch that you can click on and off. It should be a process about how you interact with people. Amen? Amen. I ain't, ain't finna preach again. I can feel it coming, so I'm going to stop. Because we have to get in our mind that it's not... A, a, a joy tree is not a love tree. It's one tree that manifests all this fruit. This, this is one fruit with all these characteristics in it. It's not, we, we, we visualize it as a bunch of fruit on the tree. We even show it when we do little kids things as a bunch of fruit on the tree. But it's one fruit with all these characteristics in it. So when someone bites into that tr fruit from your tree, they taste all the fruit or they should taste all the fruit because it's all the same spirit all right next week episode number two we're gonna do a little bit more digging with a big old smile on our face because God is good and he wants to create a root system in us that glorifies him and blesses others Amen? Amen. Well, until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.